Roundtable, episode four. Been playing The Last of Us. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how far through I am. I think um, a few more sessions like I did yesterday and I'll be fine. Um, what do I think of it at the moment? Which bit are you up to? Which bit are you up to? So I am up to a point in the game where I'm on my way to see Uncle Tommy. Okay. Are you enjoying it? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know whether I'm enjoying it or not, really. Really? It feels very uh, sluggish at the moment. Or like slow? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Some parts Very sluggish, are. and um, I feel like it does everything possible to make it difficult for you to get anywhere. So, like, I feel like it just takes... Um, it tries to fill fill up gaps by making it difficult for you to go up buildings and round buildings <laughs> and then down the ladders and up ladders and getting planks and stuff. It's like, it feels like it's filler, and I don't quite like that. But but when it's... when What I do love is the people interaction. That's really good. And when you're with these people, these characters, that's really good. But I don't like the filler. I think okay. the fillers... And I feel like... Um, it does the very standard thing for me, which is all of a sudden it'll introduce a new variant of zombie. It'll introduce a new variant again later on the line and then another one. And they've all got sort of similar names. It's like Boomer or it's Bloater or it's fucking... I don't know, like, I've played so many zombie games where they have the same standard of, like, there's one that explodes that's too fat, there's one that jumps over buildings or... I don't know, like... It's not... I haven't finished it, but I I really like the story, but I don't like the filler. Okay, that's the vibe I'm I'm getting. I've never thought of it that way, but now you mention it, I guess, yeah, there probably is a bit of filler, definitely. It's, um... Yeah, I'll, I'll be keen to know what you think at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll, I think I, I probably will get number two when it's cheaper. Um, or maybe it won't. Maybe I'll just buy it for the story. If I, I like can lend you it. it. I can lend you it. I'll, I'm, but, I think um, I'm nearly three quarters of the way through it. Yeah, I mean, uh, what really kicked up a little bit a notch for me was when I started getting weapons. At the beginning, you don't start with, which I, I find ridiculous at the beginning, you don't start with any weapons. The beginning is... Uh... Because you've been... It's very been slow. Go- yeah, because for someone who's been around for 20 years in this situation, which is the timeline from the start to and then when you cut forward into the main game, 20 years is a long time not to have anything other than one pistol. Like, if you're going to see zombies a lot, I feel like you'd have all this equipment with you ready anyway, but obviously that's a game, so... But, um, but yeah, like, like I said, I like the people interaction, I like the cutscenes... I like the character development. It's just it's just the filler for me at the moment. It's like it's like the bit I've got to is like oh, um, I've got to try and get to a bridge. Whereas and the the bit before that was like oh, I've got to get to City Hall. And the bit before that is like and you, they sort of zoom in on these buildings in the distance. It's just like right, okay, this is just going to be me going over rooftops through buildings to get to this one place. Like okay, and I get it, I get it. It's not all going to be like action and stuff. It's just like uh, I'll probably finish this one and be like oh, I've got to get to another place. I don't know. Fair enough. No, it's it's get... all right. It's all right. It's not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm. I'm, give, I'm giving it more more stick than it probably is. But no, I, I feel I mean, like um, I definitely see what you're saying. But the story's saying. good. The story's good, which is what I like. I like story, and I, I have felt. 
I haven't felt anything like um, I haven't felt mo- much emotion towards these characters yet, but I feel like I'm getting there. Mm. Like the, the last few scenes, especially in, the, in driving in the car, I was like, oh, this is pretty. Yeah, I get. I, they're pulling my heartstrings a little bit here. Let's nice. See what's going on here. Okay, last one. Talking of zombie games, then. So you're playing an older one at the minute, and you? Dead Island. You're playing Dead yeah. Island, yeah. I think that's. I don't know whether that comes into it because, like, in that one, it's like, oh, yeah, he's an exploding zombie. Here's a normal runner zombie. Here's one that can. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's the same sort of thing. It's weird. Like, I know they're probably limited to what they can do with zombies, but they've. Like Left 4 Dead did it, Dying Light did it, Dead Island's done it, Last of Us done it. They've all got like the same type of zombie. Do you notice that? Yeah, no, I get that. There's like tropes that they all kind of follow. No, I get. I'm that. waiting for the I'm waiting for the tank one to turn up on, in Last of Us. <laughs> so, I don't know whether that'll happen or not, but I've I've i not I don't know whether that actually is in the game. I'm just saying the next thing for me would be like some sort of brute one to turn up. Yeah, I mean I've really got to be careful what I say, especially about the second one, just because. It's still quite new, and if anyone... Yeah, don't spoil it. Does, yeah, yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers, but... So basically, I've reached a point in the game where... Again, spoiler-free, but basically you swap roles, and you take control of another character. It's like a halfway point. And I didn't know this happened. And I didn't want to take control of the person that it makes you take control of. But it's really, really interesting, and I've never experienced this in a game before, because all of a sudden you're experiencing the entire story from the complete opposite perspective. And okay. actually, it's made me think quite a bit. It's actually quite, it's quite clever in that way. I've never really played a game that's done that before. Literally, you're you're playing for the opposite side completely, and it's a full campaign. Yeah. I didn't realise. I thought it was like a cutscene. Turns out it's a full campaign from the other side. And then they mesh yeah. together at the end, and I've I've been quite impressed with that. Been quite impressed. I'm, I'm really enjoying Last of Us too. I mean, uh, like I said, one spoil. There's bits that me and the masses, I think, have been really kind still of unhappy about. I think there's still yeah, what you're talking about, like kind of getting from A to B, but there's like puzzles along the way, like yeah. I think some of the puzzles are actually a little bit harder as well. Like I found myself getting stuck a few times. Like, uh, like it's not that's been good. obvious where to go kind of thing. I mean, that's easy because I'm a retard, but... Yeah, no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. And like I said, the combat is just insane. Like, it's, bru- it's like fucking brutal. That's one thing I do like, actually. The uh, the combat in this game is pretty good. I feel like yeah. it's, it's, re- it's quite realistic as well, and... Uh, the hand-to-hand combat's done really well, actually. That so that's improved like ten, like tenfold in this, like, and just like you feel every single punch as well. Yeah, I like that. They're all kind of different as well. Like, it's not all just like a static throwing your right fist. It's it punch and kick, and it's all they're different. This one, uh, this first one at the moment is quite zombie-heavy orientated. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh. That's a fair point, though. I've, I've I've never thought of it that way, actually, but I think you are right. Yeah, there is definitely a bit of filler. In other news, um, so with the lockdowns being eased, etc., in the country, the cinema, as of next week, I think uh, towards the end of next week, is going to open up again. Um, and with that, we've got a whole bunch of uh, 
film release dates. And one of those is something we talked about last week. It's a really old film, and I didn't realise it was getting a remake. It's not and Shit that, Widow, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's Candyman. Candyman? Candyman. Do you remember we talked about that bloke that had a hook for a hand? It's a really old horror film. I'm still convinced it's the same film as I know he did last summer. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's getting a remake towards the end of the year. Um, I think we've got a release date now for Quiet Place 2 as well. So we've actually got a confirmed date now, and that is... That'd be a good film. Yeah, I think that'd be decent. So they're saying that's September the 4th. You, you've seen the first one, haven't you? You saw it in the cinema, sorry, didn't you? I think it was the last film I ever saw at the cinema. Okay. Because I, I cancelled my card. Well, after that, I can't stand any more shit. Well, yeah, I just didn't. I, I wasn't going enough. Nah, fair enough, mate. I, I, mean, I had a black card. I, I was a black member. Premium elite member. member. Elite. Yeah. Uh, and you've got a. Uh, we've got a sequel to the Halloween film that came out two years ago as well. Coming out. That should be good. There's quite a lot coming out. You got Black Widow, mate. Your favourite Black Widow in October. Oh, can't wait for that one. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how um how a story ends. Then I wonder how that gets. Uh, we all know she dies already. <laughs> Did she? Do you know? I forget she dies in that. She gets thrown off the it, cliff, didn't she? I forget about that. It's easy to forget that one, really. <laughs> yeah. that one. She was the worst member, wasn't she, of the Avengers? Let's be honest. No, she. No, no, no. Take that back. No, 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 no. Hawkeye is the worst member. Uh, but he's got fucking yeah. bow and arrow. At least she's like a like a secret agent, martial arts expert. Hawkeye is just fucking Robin Hood, just a shit version of Robin Hood. I feel like he was. Um, Joe, you know, his best moment was in um, the first Avengers film when he got turned bad by Loki. He was pretty good then. He was like actually like formidable. When he went, when he turned normal, I just didn't really buy it. Bow and arrow. I thought that's such an outdated. I don't I- know. He was he was better as Ronan, not Ronan. Sorry, the um when he went to a bit more of a samurai Tokyo thing at the end in in Endgame. Yeah, no. At least he had a story and a development line, yeah. which Black Widow didn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wonder if you know, in twenty years time from now, that's going to rehash this entire thing because Hollywood has got this habit now of you know every ten or twenty years they just remake a film, re-release a film. I wonder with every if that- gender. Every race, yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if they're going to do that with this, uh, this this Marvel universe. I hope they yeah. don't. I hope we start getting some original stuff. Because even like even so, I've just named some of these films coming out. We had sequel to Halloween, Candyman, Quiet Place Two. Yeah, they're all shit. they're all either sequels or we need a or, new werewolf film, a proper good one. That could be good. Yeah, that could be good. We've not really had one like a proper decent one, have we? Like a proper like bloody wet like that could be sc- that could be scary as hell that that could be really scary if done right. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I just want a decent original horror film, and you don't really get that anymore. You don't get many films like that anymore. Like a film that's genuinely scary, but not not jump scares and gore. I'm sick and tired of that. But just like a. Like a What's genuinely... the scariest film you've ever seen? Um, what is the scariest film you've ever there's seen? One of well, one I watched with my granddad as a child, and he shouldn't have let me watch it, and it's kind of stuck with me. I don't know why, because it's not particularly, it's not that scary, but it is the original Japanese version of The Grudge. 
Not the grudge, not the American one, but the original Japanese version of the grudge. And do you know what? (laughs) The judge, yeah. (laughs) And I um, I remember I was about... I've been 10 or 11... You know, and I, I always used to watch 10. films. I was ten or eleven. And I always used to watch films with my Fucking granddad, hell. and he he had this film, and I was like, oh, "Can we watch that one?" And I was always interested in horror films. And he was like, oh, "I don't really think you should watch that." And I was like, "Nah, be alright, come on." So he let me watch it with him, and do you know what? I had nightmares for weeks, and it's just something about because it's like basically black and white. It's just something about Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> it's just something about like that film just scares the shit out of me. I mean, in in modern times, like modern times, not that long ago, is it? But like recent films, in like the last ten years, say, not being like bragging or whatever, not being big-headed. There's not a lot, particularly with modern horror, that scares me because I think usually they just rely on gore and jump scares. And to me, that's not scary. Something makes me jump. It's not scary. It's just caught like caught me by surprise. I feel like, yeah, you're right. I feel like. Um... People are going down this road of thinking it's scary because that's what they believe horror is, but it's not, is it? Like it's horror, not. it's I, terror. I feel like horror is like you can get, you can get, you can get scared having two people have a conversation. It's not to do with like a monster or anything. But it's the thing. Um, that's the thing, mate. Jump scare. I think you're. You, that's bang on. I think what you said there is they're getting they're getting the jump scares and that confused with horror, and it's not. It's just. Just because you made yeah, someone not. jump, it doesn't mean they're not scared. Because, you just caught them off guard. That's... But because the thing is, right? People people find stuff scary when they believe in it, right? So if you had a, a I'm not saying this for everyone, but but if you ha- know a film is about something that doesn't quite exist, let's just say a vampire, for example, right? Say mm. there's a horror film about a vampire, right? Straight away, people don't believe in vampires. Okay, the majority of people don't believe in vampires. So straight away, you're taken out of the film because you know what you're seeing isn't real. Real horror comes from real situations. Real being, like, imagining yourself in that situation, mm. whether it be with some sort of mass murderer, like, whatever it is. Like, human beings are much as, like, monsters as the monsters they make up in films. I mean, there's three, there's three kind of standout films for me in, like, the last ten years. There's three main films that really hit the spot for me that have been original in their own way, but they've genuinely like they've been genuinely quite creepy as well. So the first one is The Witch. We spoke about that I think last week, just because it's I've never seen a film like it. Shot beautifully, you know. There's not a lot of scripts. I actually quite like the sequel. What's that? Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry, Matt. I just made up a conversation in my head. <laughs> Fucking hell. Did you hear what, what film's that? What, what are you think, thinking I, about? I was thinking to myself, yeah, Blair Witch is good. Oh, yeah, Blair Witch Blair is a good Witch. sequel. <laughs> so I, I, I never saw the, the sequel to Blair Witch. I just fucking responded to you with a made-up question of Marinette. I was like, what's he on about? is that? All right, I mean, the Blair Witch then. So, yeah, you went fucking to the cinema hell. to see the sequel, didn't you? I did, but um, I can't tell you that I saw any of it. I had my hand over my eyes my whole, like pretty much hold the whole time. Was it actually um, good? Because like, I don't see it. Couldn't tell you. I- <laughs> you just said you liked the sequel. <laughs> I tell you one that was shit, okay, that people bragged about at the time, and they were like, "Oh, it's such a good." It was this Pet Cemetery? Oh, that was terrible. So, have you seen the original? 
No, but I, I think the switch is the girl dies instead of the boy or some, something like that in the kid. So you, yeah, like, so you're talking about the one that came out like last year or whatever, or the year before. Yeah, I was just shit, like, what is it? this shit? So that... In, Indian burial ground or something. But the thing is, no, that... So that... They've made... So that book, like, is one of my favourite books, yeah? And the... It's so scary because of what you've just spoke about is the whole human element. Like, people are scary. And the scary parts of, of that story... I mean, the film was fucking terrible. The, the original <laughs> film's quite good, but this... Like the remake that came out a couple of years ago was so bad, and you're right, it was she was shit. But what's scary about that is the fact of a the, the scary part on that is like a a dad who loves his son so much that he wants to bring him back to life. So he digs up his grave and takes his rotting corpse and digs it out of the ground. That's the scary part of that story. And I just thought the film was so shit. It was so bad. You notice in these films, right, that there's always that sort of old veteran in the corner who lives nearby. Oh, like, oh, oh, don't go in there. Yeah, yeah. He's like, and he's always he's right. Like, he always warns them, and they never listen. Yeah. and he's always around. He's always around, like some strange. Like he's like sometimes starts off as a bit of a weirdo, like an outsider. It's like you're going down to the simmer. Like it's like <laughs> this bloke. People need to listen to him. Can everyone just listen, please? Yeah, like bang on. Like I don't. I don't like movies that are like. It just makes me laugh. Like, there's always some bloke who knows exactly what's going on, and then all well, the main characters are like, "Nah, he's fucking, he's he's lost it, he's a nut job." And he's like, he always ends up getting killed as well because people don't listen. I know. It's like that. It's like the guy in The Shining did that. The guy who did, was, oh, did the voice of um, Kung Fu Dogweather. Bloody hell! But him, he, he was the same. He was like, he sort of knew of The Shining things, and he was just like, and he was the same. He sort of come back, got battered, and he's like. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, like, he'd heed people's warnings. That's what I say. Heed the warnings of the old vet in the corner. <laughs> no, it's like um, it's like the uh, the King Kong stuff. It's like don't go in there. Don't go to Skull Island. What do they do? They go to Skull Island. <laughs> I don't know. You don't, do you know don't mess around That's with these. Film. Yeah, don't mess around with these these things. Like. I don't know. You know when there's always that thing of like, oh, we've got to go back in there. It's like, no, you haven't. No, just You're leave out. it. Just leave it. <laughs> yeah. So, so on, this, in there. on the on the topic of horror, are we going to go to one of these supposedly haunted places? Then are we? We're going to go do an SNT special and explore. We'll do we'll do the two. We'll do the uh, the Monk's Wood adventure, and then we'll do uh, we'll do three actually. We'll do Monk's Wood. We'll do Cold Christmas, and then we'll go to Blobbyland. Blo- like Blobby Land looks terrifying. Blobby, that, looks, Blobby, that looks fucking terrifying. Blobby, Blobby. Blobby. Some sort of weird, weird relic of theme parkness. Someone um, asked me the question the other day, and he uh, and they were like, "I couldn't really answer him because it was a bit weird." He goes, "Why are theme parks scary in in horror movies? Why are they in horror movies? Theme parks, a place of fun. Why are they in horror movies?" And I was like, "That's a good point. Like, it's in that." That one recently where all the clones come back and they try and kill everyone and oh um uh, uh, us uh, us yeah it was in that one it's in like loads of theme there's loads of like classic th- like um it Stranger it, Things it part two Stranger Things yeah it's like why are theme parks scary I don't get it I guess because it's 
it's, it's a place. Park, place is fun. But it's, I think it's also it's a place that's usually like so busy, and everyone lets the guard down. It's, they're all having a good time. Whereas if you go there at night, it's quite eerie. So I mean, a good example of that is I don't know if you've ever been in a hospital in, in the middle of the night at like four in the morning. I remember I was not four in the morning, but I was sitting there once in A and E with someone, and um, there was like constant screaming. Of someone, uh, it was like, um, so I was sitting there, so I'll tell you now. And uh, I was with this person, and they were they were look, getting look, looked after. And um, and all the while, in the corner, there was this bloke shouting the word no over and over again. And uh, it was like screaming. And um, there was just nurses walking around and people writing on clipboards and stuff. I was just like, I was sitting there, I was like, I was only there for about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes max. And I was just like, I want to get out of here. <laughs> this is the, honestly one of the weirdest places I've ever been in in my life. No, it was just because of the people moaning and not moaning, but <laughs> they're an A&E. But I was just like, mental health was definitely in there around there. It's like people have lost their fucking marbles around here. I've had a couple of freaky experiences in that hospital. So basically, everyone listening. I used to uh, work in hospital, not in like a clinical role, but I was working on the computers, but in a hospital. You got that Excel uh, spreadsheet, yeah? Yeah, exactly, the old Excel spreadsheet, mate. And uh, our old offices were in, basically, they were in like an old mental health ward, and they built a new mental health ward, and it was right next to this office. So it had modern equipment, and you know, it wasn't derelict, whereas this office we were in was, was horrible. Anyway, so there was like a courtyard that separated the two buildings, the old mental health ward and the new mental health ward. And I was looking out the window, sitting at my desk, looking out the window, and they'd moved a patient into the window opposite. So he's about 10 metres from me, and there's like a little mini garden separating us, and obviously two panes of glass. Anyway, (laughs) and this, um, this bloke's just staring at me, and I'm thinking, right, he's mentally ill, He's been sectioned. That's why he's in this ward. Like, don't engage. And I can feel him staring at me. And we didn't have curtains, right, in our office. So I couldn't. It's not. Like, it's not like I could close the curtain. There's just a massive window. <laughs> me, me and a bloke in this office, and there's a bloke like he's mentally Fucking ill, hell. staring at me through the glass. Right. It gets worse. And yes. I'm thinking, right, just ignore him. And then, you know, I keep. Turn my head slightly, and I see him at the corner of his eye. He's just standing at the window. It's not something like a horror film. He's just standing at the window, blank expression, just staring at me. And I'm, I'm getting, getting a little bit creeped out. <laughs> yeah, looking at me. <laughs> and um, I'm thinking, right, I've got to run diffuse this a little bit because he looks a bit angry and he's just staring at me. So I went and I, I turn around and I gave him a thumbs up, like a bit <laughs> of finger. Fuck off. Yeah, a little bit, can you imagine? <laughs> Fuck off. And I gave him a thumbs up. Shouldn't have done that. Because he starts screaming Jesus. at the top of his lungs, punching the window. Oh my yeah, god! He's looking at me, punching the window full force, looking at me like he's trying to get to me by smashing through this window. And I'm thinking, like, what the hell is going on? Like, he's going to smash that window in a minute. I'm not making this up. It's just true. Window starts cracking. Right. He's a floor above me, so if we jumped out of it, he would have probably broken his neck. But he's he's like a floor or two above, but he's staring right at me, punching the window. Window starts to crack, right? So anyway, I go out, I leave the leave the office, go to the reception in that building, and say, "You got a patient up there who's 
quite distressed. Literally, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> anyway, I think they must have gone and sorted him out because he was moved on. Anyway, that's one event. Second event, I see everyone crowding around outside my office. I'm thinking, what's going fight, on here? Fight, fight. What's going on here? Get to the window. And that courtyard, that window I'm talking about, someone else was in there. They'd thrown the bed through the window. It smashed the window. And they'd built like a rope out of sheets and clothes and thrown out the window and they tried to escape. But I think what they understood was the courtyard didn't go anywhere. It was just a square of garden. So if they'd have fallen out into there, they would have been even more trapped than if they were in, in the room. <laughs> it's just a square courtyard. But yeah, that's why hospitals are scary. It's the patients. You're all right. I mean, these people have probably been through really hard times, but they get the shit out of me. But yes, but no. yeah. I mean, um, so real horror is. I think. I think as as we've just said, is <laughs> yeah, it's people on is people on people. It's not werewolf or alien. It's people. People right, are scary because they're unpredictable. Completely, completely. When that when, if you went to that woman and said that there's someone trying to kill me upstairs, she probably thought, Doris, we've got another one here. Oh yeah, that's fine, sir. Yeah, we'll sort that out for you. But Come this way. Genuinely though, it's like I didn't know what to do. Cause I was like, I just can't imagine the the look of someone that wants to try and get through the window at you. Like, cause that's the thing. Like this bloke, you, it was just, I've never, it was like pure hate. I didn't fucking do anything. I put my thumb up. I mean, it's my fault. I shouldn't have engaged with him. But because he's been sectioned, he's obviously like quite mentally ill. He's obviously quite distressed. But I mean, they put in a shit situation in a room like that. Massive windows and no curtains. Like that's a shit situation. And he was staring at me for it was a good twenty minutes. Like it wasn't he was like, just standing there. Staring he was standing at you. in the window, just staring at me. Just staring straight at me, and he was just like literally staring, not looking away. And after a while, obviously, you're gonna start looking because you're like, "What's going on?" It's hard to ignore. So you just you looked at him, and then you put your thing, your, your so, thumb. So up. I kept catching him looking at me, and was smiling, and he wasn't responding. I thought, right, you know, it's in a not really bad mood. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I was just like, right, let's. Try and diffuse it, so I smiled and gave him a thumbs up. Like, oh, you're right. Um, oh, f- to kind of let him know that I knew he was staring at me, but also that I wasn't a threat or anything. I was just saying hello. And as soon as I'd done that, he like turned into some kind of like zombie or something. He just started screaming, punching the window, like trying to get to me. And I was like, if the window weren't there and he does get me, I'm dead. But- Were you nervous about going by there then? Well, so, I mean, they had to go through a lot of security, luckily, to, to get through. But, uh... And these people, do they ever get out, left out, let out? So, the, yeah, so they, they're, they're people that have been sectioned, so they've, someone... So basically, these people should never be allowed out again. Yeah, but, so, I mean, a lot, a lot of these people, is medication can sort you out, or a lot of these people, they're just going through a really traumatic time. I mean, some of them do get taken to, like, further hospitals, like a proper mental hospital. Get electrocuted. Well, so this is the thing. Like, I can't. I can't believe that we used to do that to people. What electrocute them? Yeah, so that's a real thing. Yeah, so we used to. It was a treatment for for mental health, and they only stopped it about twenty years ago. Like you look at uh, now, but th- I think the late eighties. So it's about forty years ago, they stopped doing it. And uh, yeah, it's called. I think it's called electrotherapy. And basically, there's two parts of the brain, and if you stimulate it with electricity, it basically lowers the power in that part of the brain so they're basically turning people into mushy peas literally into vegetables because it it zaps out your personality basically 
So it removes the emotion out of your brain with electricity. And they used to actually do it to people. It's fucking horrible. Worst comes to worst, they'll just do a Jack Nicholson and cut your brain off. That's a brilliant film. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, at, the end of, at the end, they just fuck him up completely, don't they? They take away his, his brain by giving him some sort of surgery. He's a lobotomy, didn't he? Yeah, mate. He was in a psycho ward as well, wasn't he? What, in real life? No, no. Um, oh. In that film, he was in a psycho <laughs> ward, wasn't he? That's one of my favourite films, that. One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, it's brilliant. Such a good film. But there's always the thing with you don't know if he's actually mentally ill. That's the thing you never really know. By the end of the film, it's too late. Because you're led to believe he's just like a tr- troublemaker kind of thing. I sort of um, thought he's just a carefree Carefree yeah, no, exactly, yeah, that's the thing. He's like a carefree bloke who's kind of attracted to trouble but didn't really give a shit and uh, got lumped in there and because he caused such a big fuss, yeah, in the end he gets a... Uh, bloody... There'd be loads of people like that, though, getting that done. If it, if that was by today's standard, they'd think everyone's fucking mental. That that's why we need mate. the podcast to cheer us up. Oh, well, round table, psychopaths, innuendos... Horror movies. Horror movies. And mental patients. Certainly a round table episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, if you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear it, as always. Don't know if we, if we mentioned last episode, but we're now live on Apple Podcasts as well. So, slowly infecting more of the internet with our filth. Make sure to follow us on the Spotify and Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you at the weekend. See you then.